Hello and welcome back for another episode of Snow Farms Underground podcast and YouTube channel. So it's all going to be one recording tonight. And uh, let's see, this is today is the 1st of March 2023. This is episode 32 of the Snow Farms podcast. Andrea is not with me tonight. It's just me rolling solo in the uh, sweet RVN that I the sweet RV that I stay in during the week. So uh, tonight we're going to be talking about, well today, this episode, we're going to be talking about the uh, recent project we got done the house. So I finished, or refinished, taking down all the siding, pulled that all off. A big shout out to my best friend Adam Reinerson from uh, Idaho. Came down for a week before Christmas. Man, just gave me the best touring in the world. Had had the greatest time in the world. I talked to him tonight on that visit. Um, just it's a simple process. If you haven't done this before, this is a moderate handy. If you're moderately handy, as uh, a guy on TV once said, if you can't be handsome, at least be handy. Moderate project as far as skill level. It is pretty much is this level or these even. So plumb level, all you know, foundations of carpentry. And then the next thing we'll get into is just it's heavy and it's ungainly. So we did the we did that. Um, I bought the four by eight sheets of James Hardy siding from Lowe's. Lowe's Home Depot, pretty much identical with this. It's going to be priced depending on where you're at in the country, around fifty dollars per sheet. It's four by eight. It's thirty-two square feet. You can figure out the square footage that you need. If you have eight foot that you need to cover or less vertical, man, this stuff is fast. Ours was right at. It depended on the wall. Some of the stuff was a little less than seven foot. Most of it was between seven and seven and a half, just depending on which wall it was and how it went. So I was cutting off the bottom on each one. That uh, non-perfect cut went at the top and that got covered by a seam of James Hardy board. It is one inch thick by three and a half inches wide. So that stuff is about $17 a board. It's spendy, it's 12 feet long. It is a bit fragile. If you drop it the wrong way, it's just gonna break apart. But nailing, never had any problems with the nails. And once it's on, there's a 30 year warranty on all this up there. It is pre-primed. So you have six months after you put it up to paint it. And you need to use an acrylic latex paint not super expensive, not super cheap, but figure, uh, depending on where you're at in the country, from 215 to $250 for five gallons of paint. Five gallons of paint did all my trim, all the house, and I still have a little bit left. I bought 10 gallons because I'm like, yeah, so I'll probably end up putting a second coat on this fall if I get around to it. Otherwise, it's going to sit there until I need to paint it again. Hopefully, 10 to 15 years, and that paint won't be any good, so we'll see what I can do to figure out on what to use that. It may end up, we have a shipping container that uh, may end up getting primed. Sands where it's, it has some rust in some, in some spots. Prime that, throw that up there. So just a thought on what to do with extra paint if you have a shipping container laying around. So uh, the four page sheets, 32 feet, they weigh 74 pounds per sheet. It's what James Hardy claims they, they weigh. I don't know that it weighed that much. I was guessing between 50 and 60. It is really hard to pick them up because it's ungainly. It's four feet wide. To pick that up, carry it to the spot, 
and then get it on top to where the sides are, are plumb going up and down by yourself with a second set of hands and that Andrea helped quite a bit in this project I had a teenage um, there's a homeschool young man awesome kid that helped me a ton uh, in the neighborhood with a second set of hands super easy moving it um, let's see let me give you the cons I'll give you the pluses here in a second I'll give you the cons operative move corners were easily crushed so if you put it on a corner either way it was really easy for those corners to either break or chip and the solution there is just to flip it over put that up top where you can hide it underneath uh, and we did the board and batten style with trim up top so there are ways to get around that but if it's a showpiece and you break corners on both sides you're gonna have to cut those corners off use it for another section and at fifty dollars a sheet that's a pretty expensive mistake so that's just one of those things I did really well using everything there wasn't a ton of waste just be mindful of that and then whatever we don't use and whatever waste we have is just going to go towards other projects uh, I think we're going to end up because I made a really great brooder when we were down in Milford and I think it's just uh, one, one sheet of this this is what Andrea hates when I do this when I just wander off in tangents so this brooder is one sheet of plywood and it's been out in the weather it's oh, seven eight years old it started to delaminate I really believe if I put the hardy board on top and on the sides so the other sides it's four feet square on top their legs going down where the chicks can run underneath their one foot sides that do two things capture the heat and also move the um, allow the chicks in and keep everything out and allow you to put the lights up on it and you can do a heat lamp you can do 150 watt you can do a 100 watt bulb depending on what time of year it is it is a fantastic brooder to let your little chicks if especially if you have different different ages to exclude bigger chicks and just let the little ones in there eat whatever and then your bigger chicks can stay sit on top because that warmth transfers up and the ones that start to have feathers it's fantastic that's where a lot of the scrap wood is going to go back to the cons um, you can't nail too close to the edge ask me how I know it will blow out the sides so I, I think three quarters of an inch is probably as close as you should be trying to nail an inch is better you can get it right up to the edge and you can get right up there until it blows it out and then for us I was covering all the seams with uh, the bats which were just the, the boards I talked about earlier so even if you blow out the side not the end of the world but something to think about you need to leave eighth inch gaps in between at a minimum uh, so it gives it room to expand and contract and the, the cost and the heaviness those are the cons the pluses it's pre-primed talked about it earlier if six months to paint it, it has 30 year warranty it's insect proof it's non-combustible now here's the cool thing about this and here's something to remember um, so you can put a blowtorch on this stuff and it I think it's 1500 degrees it's something ridiculous so it's not gonna catch on fire everything behind your wall will eventually catch on fire but what this buys you is time so this is one of those things if I was living out west in an area that uh, had forest fires wildfires I would definitely look at this and we have wildfires where we're at so that's definitely part of this the other parts having the green lawn and you know having that space between the pasture and the house um, insects mice and the nice thing about this for me at least it laid flat enough so that I had lap siding before and there were lots of gaps in there and that lap siding there were all kinds of 
spiders more than anything else. It didn't. No termites. I had one little section where their uh, a little family of mice had gotten in into the insulation and made a home. It wasn't a huge amount of damage. It looked like it had just been one short infestation. But this, there is no room for anything to get in. It lays completely flat on top. And then the last thing versus lap siding. So one of the things I that uh, turned me away from going with the James Hardy lap siding is that if you don't do everything perfectly, it sounds like piano keys when the wind blows really hard. So with this, I've had it on now. I don't know, a couple weeks it's been finished, but we've had a majority of it on, especially around our room for over a month. It's awesome. Wind noise, dampening, as far as we don't hear nearly as much from the outside, so it, it does absorb some sound. I don't know. I, th I think it's probably neutral, or if anything, it's going to add a little warmth to the house as it absorbs the sun. We counteracted that with going with a really light, bright paint to reflect that heat. So there's that. Um, what did we cut it with? That's what I'm going to cover next. So that, I'm going to go down here to my notes. I bought, the, the guys at Home Depot were just awesome. Or I'm sorry, it was Lowe's. Boy, that what a faux pas. So I went in there and I bought, I'm going to get it here. So it's DeWalt DCS 498 Bravo. It's a 20 volt max, which is, I think, just DeWalt's thing, way for calling it 20 volt. Cordless farmers submit shears. Uh, I bought them. I didn't buy them on, at Lowe's. Now that I think about it, I bought that at Amazon. I caught it on a return, and I think it was $1.99. Didn't have a battery. Have a ton of the batteries. Wasn't an issue. Those shears were awesome. So the biggest thing when you when you read about this stuff, and you start researching it, is the dust when you cut it. And there's a little bit of health concern. Meh, you know. Um, wear a respirator if you're cutting this stuff and you're in an enclosed space. I was outside. It's still the cleanup gets in everything. These shears, there's no dust, there's no vibration. I could use my earpod or AirPods while I was doing it, continue to listen to the podcast. The shears are just gravy. It allows you to cut a super, super straight line. And you can go back and make little bitty adjustments too. So if you get something that's out of um, square on that, you can go back. If you have a little round, you can cut that round off. Um, what else was great about it? It's quiet. I told you that. The battery lasted all day. The big thing about, so it's two shears on top and underneath there's this, the power thing goes up through and basically just breaks it for lack of a better term. I'm pretty sure you could get your finger caught in there it might break your finger, worst case. It's not going to take your finger off. Um, there wasn't a bunch of force. It, it's a super safe tool. Felt great using it. Um, so if you're going to do the James Hardy, and whether it's a lap siding or the 4x8, worth your time to buy it. Now, whatever I'm sure there's an equivalent with uh, Milwaukee. I didn't look. I didn't look for Ryobi. I'm in the DeWalt ecosystem because the batteries, it's just like once you have Apple or Android, it's really hard to switch. So super happy with that for the money, doing this myself. Uh, we had a quote just for labor at uh, just under $13,000, and it was twelve nine to remove the, the siding and to put up the hardy board. So we did that myself. Uh, like I said, 
paid a neighbor kid for a little bit. My best friend came up, fed him like a rock star every day. We had a great time. And then the rest of it, I just did myself or Andrea helped. Huge investment in, in time. It took me, so minus two drill weekends, took me four weekends. So eight full days, give or take. Um, and then Adam came up for another four. So call it 12 for the whole project, but that's removing, siding, putting everything up and by myself for at least half of that time. So if you, and this is my first time doing it, I think, and this is what I was talking with Andrea about, what a great little sideline. If, if it's the right style of building, of house, my goodness, I, I could do this with uh, a young man knowing what I know now easily in five days. So it'd be long days, but it is not something you can't do. So the last part, happy with that. If you get the fiber cement, either way, go with that. Um, I'll throw in a bonus review. So uh, Diablo, which devil, all their stuff's red. They make a bunch of carbide cutting tips and stuff I've had in other tools. They make the only James Hardy approved uh, saw blade for my table saw now here's where i'm going to save you 60 dollars. make sure that you point that blade in the right direction because if you have it reversed you won't get through one because i was trying to rip some of these hardy boards uh the, the one by inch by three and a half you won't get through one of those without ruining that blade and it's worthless ask me how i know so it's one of those things but when you have it on the right way it cut through everything like butter never slowed down as fast as I could go. So I had to make uh, 24 degree angle cuts. We have a little, it juts out. It's a cool little feature. They converted a garage into, it's our media room now in the library. And it just has some angles on it. It was super easy. Um, so don't be afraid if you have some angle cuts. Now, before we got, before I got the Diablo blade, my buddy Adam, he took, it's a mortar blade. And he put it on, I have a 10 inch chop saw. It's an old, um, oh my goodness, I can, I can see it. I can't remember the brand on it. Delta, it's Delta. And Jerry rigged that on there. It did great, kicked off a ton of dust. In hindsight, I, I would have bought two of those Diablo blades, put one on the chop saw for making the cuts because that mortar blade took a bunch of product and it didn't make nearly as precise cut. So just something I learned there, free review. There you go. Do with it what you will. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about is I had the, the other tool I bought. And this was, so one of the great things about Andrew and I's marriage is early on, I don't know if this was her idea or if I talked her into it or if we just came to this agreement, but we're at the point now where every time I do a project that saves us money, it's much cheaper. I'll buy, you know, whatever tools are, are required for that. And this, this project is no different. I bought a bunch of really good tools that either Samuel's going to be a really lucky man when I pass and he's going to get all these cool tools, or for the rest of my life at least, I'm going to get a ton of use out of them. So I got into the DeWalt ecosystem because Andrew's dad has DeWalt tools. He is a tradesman. Just making sure I thought that microphone wasn't plugged in. I was about to panic. He's a tradesman, and he I was talking about him today. He's just an amazing man to watch work and how competent of a man he is. Uh, I was talking about today about how intimidating it is to 
here's a guy who can just fabricate, make anything, knows so much, and I'm, I feel very, very, it's very humbling to work with him and, and learn from him. But he had all DeWatt tools, so I'm like, well, they must be the best. So that's what I bought, and super happy with them. So that's how I ended up in DeWalt. I know Andrew right now is just thinking about, can I get this pencil all the way through my eye, or is it just going to hurt before? Anyways, uh, last thing we're going to review tonight is a DeWalt. Let's see, make sure I've got it. Because I've got the name here where you can go on Amazon or buy this. I do not have the name. Anyways, it's a DeWalt 20 volt caulking gun. Uh, you'll find it. It is the one I bought came with the big chub. So I think it's for the like 29 ounce tubes. I didn't realize that when I bought it. That was a return. Screaming deal with the battery. I think this one was, and it looked brand, brand new. And I want to say it was $199 as well for the tool. This is one of those that I wouldn't recommend unless you have a huge project like I did. This is a whole house, whole barn, or shop. And in hindsight, I could easily have gotten away with a really nice $25 manual caulking gun. I, I don't know how much better off it would have been. So I spent another, it's either $40 or $50 to get the small tubes, because that's what I bought when I went to Lowe's and they, uh, I got the order. For caulking, it's great. And by the end of the project now, I can fly through as fast as I can move and get in there. I can put the right amount of caulk in the right place, come back with my finger top to bottom, move the next. My Honestly, the thing that slows me down, down the most right now after you know one house doing it is the the small amount of caulk in in the little tube if i was going to do this professionally i would go to the big because then you would get a lot of run out of that the weight it is not a light tool at all it is very heavy it is awkward in tight spaces for me out there like in a bathroom wouldn't make a lick of sense in in tight quarters doing showers tubs around sinks all that stuff but outside, it just makes a ton of sense because you can get so much done. The beads even, you figure out where you're supposed to be. There's a little dial on the back for, for the speed going forward. It does a really good job of being super consistent there. It talks about it has anti-drip um, feature on it. It tried. So when you when you run it and stop, it goes back like a, just a tiny little bit. There's a button on top of it that allows you to pull the entire uh, arm back. What I started doing is, as soon as I got done on a long run, I'd push that button to the top and it alleviates all the pressure. And, and then some, a lot of the time. That did a great job of making sure I didn't have any drip, the extra coming out. It's not really an issue when you're doing this hardy board because you take whatever's extra of the caulk, you put over the stainless steel nails, and that's going to allow you to paint. You don't get the glisten through there. The paint stays on, all that stuff. So, but tight space is not good. Now, where this thing shined and where this would make a ton of sense is um, for a homeowner, professional homeowner, or somebody that's doing some stuff for day in and day out, adhesives. So I had some liquid nails. There's some spots where the, the framing didn't match up, where there wasn't a 2 before 4 behind it when I was doing the, the bats. 
and to make sure that stuff stayed where it was supposed to because the hardy board itself there's not a ton of uh, there's a lot of room for wiggle and when you put the nail through there's a little bit of extra space so what I did is I just went in the back and put it wasn't liquid nails it was something I had in sale they said was just as good and for as far as commercial adhesives go I'm sure it was I would just top to bottom uh, weaving it down put that adhesive on there and then stick that as hard as I could on there slide it up the top put the nails in caulk down the sides that adhesive having done that manually it is a bear to get out especially doing it a ton every day this you don't even feel it it just comes out as even and as fast as you want it to that's where this thing really shines so that would be the one thing if you're going to be doing anything that it is adhesive based using a bunch of liquid nails and doing a repetitive thing over and over go get this caulking gun right now um, if you're doing board and bat and I caulked everything top sides um, it is fantastic your finger is what really pays the trigger. I still have a, a pretty good callus from running my finger up against everything to make it even I have all the little tools that they'll try and sell you on Amazon. Your finger is a much better play. You can try and do um, latex gloves. They're going to rip really, really quickly. Ask me how you know these things. So those are the three things that I wanted to review tonight. I, I couldn't be happier about the project, how it turned out. Uh, again, the, the, the guys there at Lowe's in Ardmore, Oklahoma, treated me right. Um, looks great. Super happy with the whole project. Value-wise, I couldn't be any more pleased for what we spent and knowing that as far as the siding goes, I am good for the rest of my natural life. I'm going to have to paint it twice, tops, at, at, at 10 years on that, you know, 30 years. At, I'll be in my late 70s. There'll be somebody else's problem hopefully by then. Sam, if you're watching this, that means you, buddy. Uh, or whoever we sell the place to when uh, that time comes to move back into town. Hopefully it doesn't, but so it goes. You can't control those things. Um, if you're thinking about doing this, I had a couple buddies that had done this because I was looking at, um, let me go back here. I was looking at fiberglass siding that was going to be, to have installed, we're at $23,000 for all the tools for and that's nails caulking uh, I bought a whole bunch of Tyvex that turned out I didn't need because I didn't pull any of the, the siding off and there's cladding still there that was perfectly serviceable and with this product there are no seams for any water to get through that you know quarter inch behind uh, one of these boards that's caulked on both sides so I mean the ability for rain bugs anything to infiltrate Adam and I talked about it, looked at it, got on with our lives versus trying to hang that Tyvek. But it, buying all these tools, everything, paint, the whole bit, um, right at $9,500. So was it a bunch of time and labor? Absolutely. Is that time, could I have made $14,000 doing anything else in that same amount of time? Absolutely not. So to me, that's, that's a good add, value add, and then... I learned I can again would I be a professional cider no but if I have a friend or family man I can make this project really really fast for them and if I did four or five more I, I'm pretty sure I could do this now a house a bunch of angles and crazy things and want to be fancy no but square 
with a few angles. Easy peasy. So, anyways, that's the episode for today. As always, thank you for listening. Andrew and I are having a ton of fun doing this. And I enjoy sharing this knowledge. And if nothing else, hopefully someday this will be something Sam can look at and go, my dad talked a lot, all the time. It wasn't just to me. It was all the time. But uh, thanks for listening again. And tune in next time, and we'll figure out what adventure comes next. But uh, remember, every day is an opportunity to learn something new.